Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time to get into the Travis Scott Utopia album. The album was released July 28th, 2023. A Cactus Jack in Epic Records. Follow-up from the 2018 album Astroworld so after the five year wait this man has given us an album consisting of Beyonce Drake The Weeknd Bad Bunny Playboy Cardi SZA Future 21 Savage I can keep going on and on. You would have thought this was a DJ Khaled or a Kanye West Donda album. The amount of features that this had. Granted, the five-year wait, I believe the budget for the album was out of this world. So Travis was like, let's get all the features possible. All I want to say is when getting into this album, because of course we're gonna start with the sales because that's what a lot of people are wanting to know about. If you didn't hear my first impressions of Travis Scott Utopia, just know that I was saying that the first week sales would do around three to four thousand, uh, three to four hundred thousand first week. But I did also say it could jump up to seven hundred thousand because of the new bundle rules and. What actually ended up happening? According to his daily double, Travis Scott, with 350 million streams in the first seven days, is going to sell around 245 to 270,000. No, no, 245,000 first week. But. It doesn't include pure album sales slash bundles. Those also could, could surpass 200,000. So apparently, going off to 245 to 275,000 first week that people are guessing, guesstimating that he would do with streaming, going off of the 200,000 that people are guessing he would do with bundles slash album sales, he could end up doing around five to six hundred thousand first week without bundles he's gonna do probably around three hundred thousand first week so technically 
I wasn't too far off. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. You know, a lot of people in the hip-hop industry love to say that fans just be talking and fans don't know what they're talking about. And it always reminds me of when people say, oh, you got to be in this hip-hop industry. You got to make music to know what you're talking about. And when athletes be like, oh, you got to play this game to know what you're talking about. And then they end up saying something out of pure hatred for another player. So not only could you get misinformation from people in the league, quote unquote, because of their personal bias towards people, but you could also have a certain perception of another person in the same league because of that person having a personal vendetta. Case in point, I'll probably point out Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. Ask Michael Jordan, like, who's the top five point guards that ever played a game? Ask Isaiah Thomas, who's the top five shooting guards that ever played a game? And you'll probably get an interesting answer. But they was in the league, mind you. So, anyways, hopefully that makes sense. If it didn't, that hey, maybe I am just talking. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, Travis Scott is, you know, set to sell around 500000 first week with uh, bundles and 300000 by himself with uh, streams. And in general, Billboard updated its eligibility rules, as you can see right now. Shameless plug to my Analytic Dreams video channel on Spotify exclusive Spotify uh, version. And Billboard restored some of the formats, such as merged bundle sales when calculating chart positions. Under the new rules, artists may only sell two different fan bundle variations, which must come with a physical copy of the album and a piece of merch. Astroworld, to put in perspective, sold 538,000 album equivalent units in 2018. So with that, that was the only... That was the second largest first week sales only behind the GOAT, of course, because, you know, these, these people can't compete with the GOAT. So even though y'all may say I'm biased with my praise of Drake, who I always call the GOAT, just know, objectively speaking, Billboard is on record saying that Drake has the highest first week sales for hip hop ever with Scorpion, with 732 thousand first week sales now let's just let's just you know let's just let that set in you know a little moment of silence for the goat all right so basically um for utopia it's not going to get close to seven hundred thousand, but it will get close to five maybe six if the projections are just off with bundles of course without bundles like i said it's probably gonna be around the 300 range to 400 but the biggest thing is Travis Scott definitely sold a lot and compared to what I was thinking when it comes to Travis Scott, I do think that the Utopia rollout has been one of the best rollouts I've seen since Kanye West and his Donda rollout. I'm going to make a lot of comparisons to Kanye West and Travis Scott for the simple reason. Hold up. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to... I think I found this, but I'm trying to make sure I get my facts correct. 
So basically, I'm going to make a lot of comparisons between Kanye West and Travis Scott simply because a lot of people was calling this album Yeezus 2.0. What people don't know is that Travis Scott was the key producer of Yeezus back in what, 2012, 2013? I forget when that was happening. But basically, everybody can, uh, attributes that album to Kanye West's current sound as far as the influence. And Travis Scott was the main component of that sound. As if you look it up, Travis Scott was a huge producer for the album Yeezus. And Kanye and Travis has always been influenced off one another, of course. So let's not get it twisted. Kanye West is still him when it comes to influence. But as far as his sound specifically, it's kind of like when Drake quote-unquote allegedly use Quinn Miller and The Weeknd. The Weeknd for Take Care album, of course, and then Quinn Miller for If You're Reading This Is Too Late. That's kind of the effect that Travis Scott had for Yeezus. No, he didn't do everything for Kanye West, but he was a huge contributor to why it sounded the way it did. Hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, just know that I'm not trying to say Travis Scott completely influenced Kanye West, but as far as his sound post Yeezus, it was heavily inspired by Travis Scott. So when a lot of people say that, oh, Travis Scott was copying Yeezus or Kanye West really inspired Travis Scott in a way to change his whole sound, it's actually the other way around. So that being said, Utopia review. All I got to say is, where do you go now that you're done with me that is ringing through my ears every single time i listen to the outro of utopia because i don't know about y'all but i've been talking about the astral world situation nonstop, and i said that the sales will represent if people care about the astral world situation or not because of course if you don't know the whole astral world situation is when i believe let me look this up because i'm definitely not trying to get this wrong because the Travis Scott Astroworld situation. And the events that led up to it makes me believe that Travis Scott is one of the most dangerous hip-hop performers. Like, uh, not even hip-hop. One of the most dangerous performers ever in life. Because November 5th, 2021, for the Astroworld Festival... That was a, a music event that was founded by Travis Scott. That's the biggest point. I think a lot of people are like, why are you blaming Travis? He didn't do anything. It's literally his festival. And a lot of different insiders were saying that he runs it a certain way so he can have certain rushes towards the mosh pit, allegedly. That I have to say allegedly, definitely for that. But what's not alleged is that eight people died the night and two more died in the hospital over the following days because of that Astroworld Festival on November 5th, 2021. And the cause of death was because of a lot of, let me see. I'm trying to find what it is. Okay, so 25 people were hospitalized, more than 300 were treated for injuries at the festival's field hospital. Multiple concert goers, multiple concert goers documented the incident by posting videos and recounting their experience on social media during and after the concert. And the reason I say that is because I don't want to say anything that's like objective or just like I want to give you I want to give you actual 
I don't want to give you anything that's like subjective. I want to give you things that's objectively true. So with the Astroworld situation, it was also a it was a play by the Houston police that I thought was pretty interesting to downplay the rollout of Utopia when it eventually came out. And the reason I say that is because once I pull it up in a second, it's really interesting that they will release this info now than it actually when it, when it actually occurred. So they waited to release this info after the album was released. But the Houston police basically came out and said, because granted, I mean, keep in mind, Astroworld is a festival founded by Travis Scott, right? Astroworld Tragedy, the Houston police came out and said that Travis scott's team prevented the concert from stopping multiple times the police report says and they said um trying to find if they had any more what they said and they basically said that yeah the houston police said that travis scott's team prevented the astral concert from stopping and i think that's very interesting that they've released that as soon as utopia released why not release that right when the album or not right when the situation was uh or the information was brought to you it, it does feel like a marketing play but at the same time that event did happen people did die and the reason why i say the sales is going to be a reflection on if people care or not is because you see all these features for travis scott beyonce drake the weekend twice 21 savage twice future then you see the reception of gunna not being able to get any mainstream producers, artists to feature supposedly because he snitched on Young Thug. It kind of shows where the moral integrity is of hip hop. And the security guard from the police, no, there's a secure, so the police, the Houston police came out with a, uh, a 1,266 page report on the day that, that Utopia came out. So like I said, I think it was like a, an interesting marketing tactic by the police, but still, nonetheless, this actually happened. A guard named Marty Walgren, I don't even know if I should say his name. I should probably say his name because people are not going to think I'm actually saying, like, what happened. Went backstage and told two of the members of uh, Scott's team that the show needed to end because of, you know, the injuries and stuff. And then he also said that the show could not end because Drake had three more songs left to perform. He also said that they actively impeded the ability for anyone to stop the show so that's why i said multiple times so they were stopping people from actually being able to stop the show right because it's ran by travis scott astroworld festival astroworld festival is not rolling loud it's not what's some other ones all i know is rolling loud it's rolling loud there's some other festivals but anyways those are ran by like other people who are not artists astroworld specifically ran by travis scott so i think a lot of people got that confused like why they don't just go after the the company instead of travis scott's because travis scott founded astroworld festival and he runs it by himself and he hires the security which is the biggest portion that a lot of industry insiders get into which is why this event happens often because travis scott has a history of inciting riots in the crowd and that's actually a fact because in arkansas when he performed i forget how long ago i think I can look that up as well. But Travis Scott um, was arrested for inciting a riot. And uh, let me see. And, th and this has happened 
the reason why i'm pausing because i don't want to say anything that a lot of people don't understand i want to give you the facts in a way that you can understand i don't want to just like guess because i've i've said this a bunch of times but for the utopia review i definitely have to get these uh say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bullet points out because this is this is no joke, honestly. This is like very interesting the way that hip-hop just skips past certain things. But of course, I always say hip-hop is a lot of, a lot of hypocrisy happens throughout hip-hop because in general, when you're talking about Travis Scott, a lot of people brush past the asteroid situation like oh yeah that was a disaster but anyways let's get to that music like no i'm gonna spend a significant time of this utopia review breaking down why i believe travis scott needs to be held more accountable for what happened anyways travis scott has a history of inciting riots during his performances in 2015 he was arrested at Lollapalooza. that's another festival i forgot to mention after encouraging fans to rush the stage and bypass security 2017 after a show in arkansas like i just said he was accused of inciting a riot and endangering the welfare of a minor 2019 a fan i don't know if this is travis scott's fault but a fan fell off the balcony of his concert and was paralyzed and but the fans family so for that situation in 2019 the fans family sued travis scott now we don't know if he if they won or not but i don't really put that situation on travis scott like if somebody falls off the balcony you know um unless travis was like come from the balcony i don't see like how that would be his fault anyways um what i do want to point out is his history of just inciting inciting riots time and time again to the point where he got tired of doing Lollapalooza. um in 2017 it doesn't list but uh it was it was amp the, the walmart amp like theater or whatever that's what it was in arkansas and then he got probably got got tired of getting arrested for literally inside inciting riots during during his performance that he created his own World festival and now he has been uh now that this situation has happened because World, the situation happened on november 5th 2021 so we have let me find this again we have Lollapalooza situation where he was arrested for inciting inciting riots 2015 2017 he was arrested for inciting uh, riots and then in 2021 10 people died more than 300 people were treated for injuries at the festival's field hospital and multiple concert goers documented the incident by posting videos and recounting their experiences on social media during and after the concert. So if you don't believe me, you can look it up for yourself. Astroworld Festival, uh, 
su survivors, quote unquote, of the disaster. And they will probably give you their personal recount of what happened. Anyways, so that's why I say Travis Scott is more than responsible for this Astroworld tra tragedy and why he should be held more, uh, more accountable and just shows the hypocrisy in the hip hop field of letting a person like Gunna go criticize and, and gives give Gunna so much criticism and downplaying his name and just ridiculing him to the point where he doesn't have any features no artist wants to collab with him because they're riding with thug but then you come over to astroworld which is a much a way more serious situation obviously on the flip side it could not be a way more serious situation because young thug is also accused of you know that's alleged so i'm not gonna get into that but basically you know apparently allegedly people passed away because of the whole case is going on with young thug right now like as far as like what he did in the past apparently people passed away and that's why they're trying to lock him up specifically anyways that's alleged so i'm not saying that's a fact getting into the factual though realm again the astral world situation did happen it was documented and i think is way more serious than a lot of people are letting on and are describing because even though travis scott denied these accusations of him you know inciting riots and not stopping the show when people are seen to be in distress it's just too many accounts of this man doing this time and time again of getting arrested time and time again and for people to actually pass away during his concert because of him doing the exact same thing in his own festival kind of shows you why people are so upset at travis scott me included travis scott to be fair they do say that travis scott has been committed to working with the families of the victims but however his history of inciting riots as his concert is um raise serious questions and awareness from major brands which is why his arena festival his arena tour if he ever if he even goes on one will be very interested interesting to see how that goes about because let him say one thing about inciting riot and they're just probably gonna arrest him on spot i'll be interested or i'll be surprised if they even let him do any of that when he goes to their venues because like i said he was arrested multiple times in 2015 2017 that he just created his own festival so to do his own tour i think we'll have to once again be on his own merit because a lot of these major uh uh, arenas such as like the one in kansas city um like if he wants to go to the sprint arena or madison square garden like he's not having it. like they're not having it so i'll be interested to see how he ha how he handles that situation as obviously he was um a lot of lawsuits are, are still happening with this whole astroworld tragedy however the police the police reported that um it could lead to a lot of criminal charges against Travis Scott, but I believe a lot of them has been dropped. I don't know that as for a fact, but it doesn't seem like a lot of them, because when you get into that situation, like as far as hip hop lawyers, like a hip hop artist can literally kill somebody. And then the lawyer is like, Hey, I can get you off of that. Like it's hip hop lawyers are notorious for getting their clients off on just outrageous situations. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, um, now with that all all that important information out the way let's get into the album review so basically utopia so switching gears i know it's like a harsh little transition but like i said 
the reason I, I tired of this the Travis Scott Utopia review because I definitely wanted to get out that Astro World point because I think a lot of people let that slide, but I didn't want to let that slide at all. So, um, and plus, if you listen to my Travis Scott coverage over the past months and years since the Astro World situation, you know this is my same sentiment I've always been saying. So, anyways, switching gears to music. So now focusing specifically on music. After what I just said. I believe that Utopia by Travis Scott, objectively speaking, no, no, subjectively, music, yeah, subjectively speaking, for me, is the best album of 2023. The reason I say it's the best album of 2023 is I would ask you to show me an album that came out this year with levels of production that's even close to this right here i believe that what travis scott did with utopia on a production level is a literal master class on how to record certain effects over sound effects certain eq that he uses for samples to match perfectly along with the beat i mean in meltdown he literally had a star wars sample that i had no idea that he used until i saw it in the uh credits had to listen back to it and then once you know that's a star wars sample it's like oh it's 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 like night and day the way it stands out once you see the production credits and the way he just uses that sample seamlessly with the actual beat it's kind of insane the way that he samples is kanye west-esque because of course like i said travis scott influenced kanye west's sound over yeezus but let's not even act like kanye west the producer needs any help from anybody he's he's very much a genius when it comes to production side travis scott i think at this point in time is on that level of genius when it comes to musical production solely musical production when i saw the producing credits and i saw some of the other reports that was coming out like this is travis scott's most produced album since like um forget they say it was his most produced album since was like pharaoh whatever i forget what it's called but basically when he first came out with albums or mixtapes he was more hands-on with production and he kind of tapered off a little bit not more like not like drastically more like i think the lowest percentage of production he had on this album was like 23 percent so he's always hands-on but as far as this one it was like in the 60 percent range and a lot of people are attributing that to travis scott just being a musical genius because at this point i do believe that when it comes to production there's not really too many artists or just musicians in general that is better than travis scott on the production side that's drake included uh future um obviously they're not producers so let me again the producer realm metro for pharrell williams kanye west um travis scott needs to be needs to start being perceived in that light because when it comes to production he's very hands-on and when it ends up sounding like this obviously he had help from mike dean but what producer doesn't collab to be hands-on like this to deliver a product like this production wise is the best project i've ever heard sonically it's the best project i've ever heard like i said it reminds me of kanye west donda the way that the production was just leaps and bounds ahead of anything else that was released in that year 
and it reminds me of Pusha T's album when Pharrell and Kanye West produced it where all those beats uh, on the album is almost dry that's the level of production that's on Utopia those are the three albums that really stood out to me and was just leaps and bounds above all others and of course Metro is a close second for with his uh, compilation album with uh, heroes and villains and the uh, Spider-Man soundtrack so though all those albums projects I just named production wise you can literally play any track off of that and play any track off of another artist and you can tell the level of production is just on a different level vice versa like well not vice versa but when it, when comparing those projects to a metro to a kanye to a travis so and also to a pharrell don't want to disrespect pharrell even though drake just did it but anyways uh we're gonna get to that in a second so first track hyena i think that's how you say it right i believe i don't know the way that this album started when i'm going to it's like astroworld is what i consider uh travis scott's best intro track i feel like it really set the tone from the from the beat to what he was rapping about i feel like utopia this is like a watered down version of that but it's still a great track i've really like hyena and when i say watered down version of astroworld it's like when I say like a watered down version of a Drake new song compared to his old song, like if I'm comparing them to themselves, their worst production or a track is still better than most people's track, uh, good to best track. So I'm comparing Travis Scott to himself at this point. Astroworld, I think had a better intro, but I do believe Hyena definitely set the tone when it came to production. And when it came to the samples he was using, especially the way he was rapping, like he said something about, uh, let me just pull this up. This man said something about bobblehead. I was like, ain't no way. He said, I'm, so technically this is a location. So I know it's a PG podcast, but so we're going to talk about the location, not the cuss word. So anyways, he said, quote, I'm driving through hell and I didn't brought snow. It's shining in here. The I didn't brought glow. I hear the sirens right out the something. Run me the info trying to hear what you did not how you came close like he would also travis scott rap more on this project than any other project he's ever put out so that's another tidbit um trying to hear what you did not how you came close that's a bar then he just and then the follow-up was he said because i get bobblehead like i done made pro i made italian italian bread like i done made dough i'd be all around the map write a show by myself like i'm chelsea chelsea handler or write a series by my expeditives like i'm kelsey grammar nicknamed the jet jayhawk because it's out of kansas you know it's spalding in my top i'm in esper okay we just just know he was rapping on this entire project he was really rapping i was surprised by the level of uh lyricism he was giving because i never said travis can't rap but I, I never considered travis a lyricist so the way he was rapping on this was was definitely um lyrical like his lyrical ability for this album was on this on display for more of the album that i've ever heard from a travis scott project usually he's like crooning which is like singing for me for people who can't sing like that's what i call it i call it crooning but anyways uh that's besides the point also thank god featuring kc I think that's how you say it. That track was pretty solid. Let me see. Ooh, ooh, what do you say? Uh, 
that track was pretty solid. That wasn't like one of my favorites, but and then Modern Jam, that's when we got into that utopia feel. That's when I started to feel like, okay, well, he's really he's really switching it up. And at first, I'm not gonna lie, first listen makes you feel like this track is just atrocious. And then after listening to it over and over in the concept of the album, this is straight fire. Modern Jam, one of my favorite tracks off of this uh, album. It's not in my top three. It's probably top five, maybe. I don't know. But I just like the way he switches it up. And then after you listen to the entire album over and over again, you appreciate Modern Jam because he gave you kind of what you wanted in rapping and singing. And this was more of the experimentation that a lot of people have come to know about Travis. So Modern Jam was a very unique gem. Now, I think you kind of have to listen to it over and over, not to program, but just to understand a lot of the production um angles that he was taking modern jam was straight fire to me featuring uh tizo touchdown i don't know who that is and then my eyes by travis scott featuring bon Iver and sampha i don't know who sampha is but my eyes is definitely uh one of my favorite tracks off of the album i don't know the b switch from him singing to rapping what reminded me of when drake um drake from take care how sometimes he will sing and then he'll just get into his rapping bag on the second half my eyes are like is like the perfect track when it comes to singing and rapping solely by Travis Scott. Because there's not too many solo tracks from Travis Scott. I think there's like five on this 19-track album. So, yeah. It's probably my favorite solo. No, it's not my favorite solo. But as far as my eyes, it's like top two. Yeah. All right. But as far as singing and rapping, it's probably my favorite solo uh, Travis track. Uh, track number five, God's Country. I thought that was pretty solid. I don't really have too much to say about God's Country. Uh, track number six, Sirens. At first, I also didn't like this track. Like, I put a skip. If you don't know, if you listen to Spotify, you can hide the track. And I hid it off of the album because I was like, I'm not trying to listen to this. And because um, at the end, it gets very annoying. It's like this drop they play. And it's like over and over and over. And I can just picture Travis in the studio. Like, if you've never seen the meme from Travis Scott being at some type of club and he, he was just slamming the laptop, like, just atrocious. I mean, not atrocious. Just like... um just very obnoxiously slamming the laptop like he was a little kid that's what reminded me with this the end of this track like he was just slamming that effects button over and over and over and that stuff was annoying like i'm not gonna lie that's the reason why i really hit the track but other than that the track's actually solid so after listening to it over and over and over i just skip it when it gets to that part like that's just i don't know why he did that hopefully he takes that out because that's that's very annoying um because it leads right into the meltdown and because the funniest thing about this is that drake at the end of this track, he literally says, he's like, well, the girl's like, I thought we were going to Utopia, right? That's the girl. And the Drake says, what makes you say this isn't Utopia? And the girl's like, I mean, I don't know. Isn't this supposed to be some perfect destination? This is just your hotel room. And then Drake's like, yeah, it looks perfect to me. And then after that, to go to going to Meltdown, like, you just got to really appreciate the sequencing of this album. Because, of course, I don't know if y'all saw that, that famous meme from Academics when he first heard uh, Sicko Mode. But as far as grown men and how they should act, let's just say that was a very interesting um, reaction and how he reacted to Drake's voice off of Sicko Mode. So from first listen, Travis Scott has all the features. So when Drake came on Sirens at the end, because I was going to skip it. I was honestly going to skip it. But I was like, no, let me at least for the first time listen to, you know, it fully. I'm glad I did because I heard the last part, you know, Drake being Drake being supremely hilarious. And it leads right 
into meltdown now let me tell y'all something i'm i ain't heard drake rap this aggressive since this man put out back to back i'm not even being i'm not even joking with you like the way that he was rapping on meltdown i believe that somebody told him hey about that push T beef are you ever gonna return to that give that any energy kind of show them what's up and that you're not to play with and drake probably heard that and he was probably like you know what i do i, I do got a score to settle with that dude and this man was rapping like first listen as a drake stand i was saying to myself who is this this can't be the drake i know this man singing about uh this man singing about falling in love with me on honestly never mind this man singing with little baby talking about girls want girls talking about uh she says she a lesbian i am too so i'm under the impression like hey drake's just you know he's just flamboyant at this point which ain't nothing wrong with that you know each you know to each his own always you know respect people's decision and what they want to do with their life with their bodies so i was just like okay this is this is the type of time we are and i see drake you know painting his nails you know showing his his face his face care routine as a grown man um what else doing interviews with tiktoker bobby alhoff or however you say her name I'm not even trying to be disrespectful i forget how to say it. her last name is kind of hard to say it's like alhoff alhoff i can't i'm sorry my fault drake out here talking about you know uh embarrassing whenever on the uh the stream with yachty so i'm like you know at that point i'm just thinking drake at you know maybe a little flexible you know ain't nothing wrong with that it's just he's just letting us know so i'm like i'm appreciating him that you know i'm respecting him as a human being able to make his own decisions and then he comes on meltdown and he rapping like he the newest member of g unit i ain't know if this is drake or 50 cent I was like, oh, this man wants this man wants beef. And that's a actual pun. Because I believe the beat, the sound of the beat really reminds me of when Meek Mill redid the beat of What's Beef and had Jay-Z on it. I know y'all gonna think I'm crazy. Listen to so I, I cause of course, like it's a notorious Mass Effect. I know where it came from. B.I.G., the original What's Beef. Um Actually, was it Jay-Z? Dang. Hold up. I think get my hip-hop card taken. Give me one second. I don't know if it was Jay-Z or, or Biggie. I think it was maybe Jay-Z. I was just about to attribute it to Biggie. No, no, it was Biggie. Okay, I'm not going crazy. I get to keep my hip-hop card, right? Maybe? Hopefully? All right, my fault. My fault, y'all. So, What's Beef was the track made by Notorious B.I.G., right? on the album uh, Life After Death in 1997. And a lot of people sampled it or redid it. And uh, it's one of Biggie's best songs ever and one of his most important diss tracks in just hip hop history. Like Biggie's a legend. Like there's a reason I, I went with the name Notorious because I wanted a representation of a real hip hop musician. And Biggie is just one of the best, just storyteller. No, he is the best storyteller ever to touch a mic. That's besides the point. So what's beef? B is very similar to this one as I do believe that when Drake was talking about uh what he was saying over meltdown with this uh beat sounding the way it did 
I feel like it was a, a tribute to the West Beef beat by Notorious B.I.G. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy? Just listen to Meltdown at the beginning. Listen to West Beef. And at the end of it, if you still tell me I'm crazy, then hey, I can sit with it. But uh, that's how I felt. So, and then also, so Drake gives his bars about, you know, you talk to the cops on some therapists, you act like you love this American. Uh, and obviously he was addressing um, Gunna with the track, I mean, with the verse, heard your new joint is embarrassing. You talk to the cops and some therapists. I thought that was strictly for Gunna. Then he said, you act like you love this American, but really the truth is you're scared of the six. I think that was a direct shot at uh, Childish Gambino, which is uh, Donald Glover, of course. And then your bodyguard put in some work on a fluke. Now you want to go and inherit. I think I think now he's specifically talking about Pusha T, right? And then he keeps going, right? He keeps going and getting into the, the meat and potatoes of this bar. My schedule is out. Come spin us for real. Forget all that spinning the narrative. I melt down the change that I bought from your boss. Give an expedite about all of that heritage. Since V not around, the members that hung up the Louis, they not even wearing it. Don't come to the boy about repairing. Don't come to the boy about sparing. You lucky that Vogue was suing, cause I would have been with the Wasses and Paris. Man, man, oh man. Let me tell you something. Drake was rapping like he had bills to pay on this track. I, I ain't never heard that cadence from Drake. And the uh, Drake has been in the game for what, 10 years at this point? 11 to 12 years at this point, I ain't never heard this man rap aggressively or more aggressively or as aggressively ever than I heard in uh, this track titled Meltdown. I don't know what got into him. I don't know if Pusha T is going to respond because if I have to explain it, Meltdown the Chains that I bought from your boss is apparently a play off of Pusha and... Um, I thought Kanye was his boss, but maybe they was co-partners. I don't know. He he says your boss, so I don't know who's the boss of who. I don't know who's the boss of Pusha T or who's the boss of Pharrell Williams. But anyways, Drake bought some chains that was notorious for the Pharrell wearing. It's like some controller type chain, right? He melted he melted down. Who knows if he actually melted it down for money? But that's what he said. And then he also said, um, since V not a, around, who is um virgil virgil i blow who was like the i forget what he did that's so disrespectful i totally forget virgil created louis did he create louis he created something i think it was louis baton and then um since virgil blow passed away i think pharrell took up the mantle of like the creative of creative lead or whatever so drake of course is saying another shot at pharrell talking about we not even wearing that stuff no more so basically disowning louis because you know i think pharrell took over and then, of course, the repairing and sparing is the stuff that Pusha T, you know, they probably didn't ask him time and time again since he, quote unquote, repaired with Kanye. Are you going to repair with Pusha T? And guess what he probably told him? He was like, definitely no. I'm not repairing anything. In fact, I got this track coming out called, I got this verse coming out on Meltdown, and I can't wait till he hears it. And best believe you, I'm pretty sure Pusha T heard that. And I believe he's going to send shots back, but maybe just on his own time. You know, you know, like his album, like the way that Pusha T kind of ethered Drake into bringing out his son, also talking about his producer being extremely sick. Like he really went to a level that I just don't think Drake can ever match ever in life. 
Drake said he had a diss track for Pusher, but somebody told him to not put it out. I don't like. I just think that man lost the beef, and not lyrically, but I think beef is all about exposing one another. And Pusher T def. I mean, I don't think having a child is that big of a deal, but when you're Drake, it just seemed like the most flagrant thing he ever did in life. Like, God forbid, a celebrity wants to raise the child in peace and not just wants to have him on the internet 24 7 but the way they push a frame then he was hiding it like the world just blew up and that and from since then i don't think drake has ever recovered i think he's still trying to get his get back on a uh, pusher so anyways also meltdown uh if you want to hear the little star wars sample which made me like this track even like 10 times more because once i figured that out i was like ain't no way i listened back to it and you have to listen to um let me see when does he say that whenever he say, whenever he's saying like are you crazy are you crazy like going through that chorus listen to the end of that chorus and then like because the transition between the chorus to the verse is the star wars like ship sound when they're shooting the little lasers or beams or whatever it's like it's so fire like for travis got the sample star wars which i just think has some of the best sound effects ever created in just history and have it seamlessly uh, integrated into the beat. That's that stuff is just. I'm not gonna lie. That's top tier. So, made me like that track even more. Like honestly, I, I listened to the Drake verse and I just skipped to my other favorite song. But now I can listen to the entire track because the production really makes you appreciate this album even more. Like even if you're just not a fan of Travis, like listening to the album, it's just really it's really leaps and bounds above anything we've heard in, in a while. So, track number four. Not track number four. My fault. I can't count. Track number eight. So this is the fan favorite. Fiend by Playboy Cardi and Sheck West. I like the track, but it's not my favorite. Like the um, public enjoys it. Like the public perception is like, oh, this is this is like our fan favorite. Like obviously, oh no, it is a fan favorite. Favorite, like objectively speaking, but. Personally, I just it's not my favorite track. I think it's fire, obviously, but I just it's just not one of my favorite tracks. So that's all I have to say about it. The way that Playboy and Travis Scott made this track, I think it's like they went for a certain sound and they just achieved it. And that's all I really have to say about it. It's a very, very solid track. All right, let's get into track number nine, which is my favorite track off of Utopia. Some of y'all may be uh surprised by this fact, but I don't even know how you say this. Del Resto and Echoes in parentheses by Beyonce and Travis Scott is my favorite track off of this entire album. I don't know why, production-wise, vocals from Beyonce, vocals and rapping also from uh, Travis Scott. Well, I know I think Travis Scott was mostly singing, but I think he starts rapping at the end. I don't know, I forget. But anyways, my favorite track off of this album is by far Del Resto because I just feel like when I think of a favorite track as a whole it has to be played in multiple scenarios like i can't only play one track in one mood or setting and then be like oh okay well now it's my favorite track like my favorite tracks usually you're able to play at the gym able to play maybe if you're with your parents or something you're able to play when you're reading and when you're watching t like when you're just chilling like it's just a lot of different moods and settings that this that your favorite song has to fit for me personally i don't know how other people decide their favorite songs but that's how i am so this is one of my favorite tracks of just 2023 and general and also it's my favorite track off utopia now track number 10 i know this is also one of my favorite tracks it's probably top three for me i know for me has a really nice tempo and i think 
this is probably my third favorite track off the album i think that the way that travis is singing on this track and the tempo that he's going with and the way that he's rapping flows in a way that's just very infectious and makes me feel like i need to keep replaying this beat over and over and over and the chorus always replays in my head i don't know what it is about travis scott and choruses but that stuff be replaying in my head and it's like different choruses from the entire album and um i know it's one of the best singing tracks for me from drake so track number 11 topia tree uh topia twins uh 21 savage and, and rod 49 not gonna lie to you first listen i thought that was young boy i don't know why i thought that was young boy but i really did so i think they could have done without rod 49 and just kept 21 savage and had travis just give a second verse or whatever but topia twins was still fire i thought the i thought rob 49 you know jokes set aside i think he had a solid showing but i do believe at the end of the day they could have did without his uh feature all right track number 12 circus maximus i think this is the best track production wise off of the album I think Sway Lee, The Weeknd, with Travis Scott, with this level of production, should have made it like into my top three as far as the album is, album is concerned. But I think the production heavily carries this track. And that's surprising with the likes of Sway Lee, The Weeknd, and Travis all in one single track. But the production is just that much of a just... It's just like a masterclass on how to produce tracks. Because... Circus Maximus has so much going on, but it makes so much sense. It's like the best produced track that I've heard in a while. So that, you're going to hear that a lot. Like throughout the al album, I was just like, okay, Travis Scott is just like, you ever know, like to get into the sports field, you ever know somebody so talented that everybody just puts up with some of his antics off the court. That's how Travis is, man. Like, because when he gets into that studio, it's really not too many that can mess with him quality wise. Because Circus Maximus, the production on that, it's just a master class. That's all I got to say. All right. Track number 13. Paracel featuring Young Lean. I didn't even know Young Lean was on this uh, track. I don't even know who that is. So Young Lean just sounds like something that is just not PG at all. But um, I like it. I like the intro of it. It's like somebody talking, I believe. And then Travis comes on singing. I like the vibe. Solid track. I don't have too much to say about that. Track number 14. Schizo featuring Young Thug. Now, this is the one. This is the one I wanted to get to because this is probably my top five favorite track. Hopefully, I'm not running out of it. Yeah, I think it's my top five. Schizo is um, the best beat. I can't even say best beat because that's like production. It's the best hip-hop-centric beat for me on this entire album not i'm not gonna say it's not experimenting at all but as far as like hip-hop elements i feel like this is the most infused into the album with schizo like schizo is just straight up hard 808s travis rapping over kind of like i know track number 10 i know he raps in a certain pattern that's very infectious and makes you want to like keep replaying the track like schizo from the beat the hip-hop elements the 808s from young thug coming on like it's just a very very hard track like, like that's the descriptive word i would use just straight up hard like schizo beat is very very hard all right track number 15 lost forever james blake and west side gun 
I didn't really hear James Blake on this track. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I need my ears checked or I just need to listen to the track again. I heard Westside Gun. I honestly had no idea he sounded like that. I thought he was going to get some like Griselda type of sound, but Westside Gun has a higher pitched voice, kind of. I'm not even trying to be funny, but I just thought he was going to get some like, I don't know, some like Joe Budden esque type of bass in his voice, but it wasn't really present. But still, he gave a great, a phenomenal verse. I was just focused on the, the sonics for some reason and the inflection was just interesting anyways that track was solid track number 16 love featuring kid cuddy one of my lower tier tracks off of the album i still think it's solid but as far as travis and kid cuddy i feel like they could do a lot better together but it's, a, it's an okay track and it's not bad it's just i feel like i expect more from travis and kid cuddy especially with travis scott literally picking up the name scott because um let me see what's his full name Let me see. So basically, the reason that Travis Scott is even called that, Travis like some made up name, I believe. And Scott is based off of Kid Cudi's real name, uh, Scott Raymond Seguro, whatever. Yeah. So first name of Kid Cudi is Scott, and which is why, you know, Travis Scott's literally called that. So um, with the inspiration such as this, I don't know if he was nervous or whatever. I still think the track was solid. I feel like he, they just could have did a lot more. Anyways. That leads into the track number 17, K-pop, with um, the Avengers lineup, Travis Scott, Bad Bunny, and The Weeknd. For me, I think this track is fire. I still, to this day, be playing that. Like, when The Weeknd said, you my bad little mommy, mommy, and he, like, it was, hey, I ain't gonna lie, that was fire. Like, the way that The Weeknd went off, I don't know, maybe I'm a little biased, because I've listened to the entire Idol soundtrack, and he was just completely killing it from double fantasy to popular to false idols that when i got to k-pop i don't know i still had that sound in my head so when he came on it was like i was used to that sound so he was like giving it in a way that um i paused but no i, I just liked it so yeah i liked the track <laughs> that's all and bad bunny i think had a phenomenal verse like even though you can't well for most americans you can't tell what he's saying he was flowing and it sounded nice like that's all i need sonically for people i don't understand as far as uh the language sonically you just got to sound nice and you got to be flowing with the beat and he did both of those things so i don't know kind of reminded me of when um it's gonna be a random comparison but the track with six nine and kodak and the uh, spanish rapper kind of reminds me of that like after six nine and kodak goes i still keep the song on because the spanish rapper she's just going crazy over that beat and let me tell you i have i can't make out one word that she says but she just, I know she's saying something because she's flowing in Spanish. And that's how Bad Bunny was on K-pop. So anyways, the song, the song was called like Shaka Laka if you want to listen to the 6 9 and Kodak track. And yes, they do have a track together. <laughs> um, track number 18, Telekinesis. Future and SZA. I may need a collab album. I know, I, I know what Travis Scott was trying to do. Future and SZA, the king of toxicity, the queen of toxicity being on one track, titled Telekinesis. Nah, you got to get a Grammy for that one. Only Travis Scott could recognize the toxicity of both of those artists' content and put them together. So I just, like, I believe Future and SZA have a lot of tracks together. Actually, let me look it up now because I don't want to just be saying stuff. Like, let me see how many tracks they got together, but... Future and SZA, like, I just, I really need a collab album. I need to see who can out-toxicity who. Like, who can out-toxic who? Okay, so DJ Khaled said it, which is funny, because I literally compared the album to DJ Khaled. 
So DJ Khaled did it, and that was it. That was literally it. So only DJ Khaled and Travis Scott was able to pull off a Future and SZA collab. I need an album. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, that album will be well-received in a way that I don't even think either artist understands. So, with that being said, the way that Travis Scott came on this track, it was okay. It was just like, I was really just waiting for Future and SZA. So, I don't really blame him too much. It's just, when you get a collab like this that's so sparse and, and uh, inconsistency in how it happens, I just believe that people are going to focus on that collab more. It's kind of like the whole K-pop situation. You have Bad Bunny and The Weeknd on the same track. I'm sorry, but as far as popularity, both artists are way more popular than you, and they're going to listen to those two artists uh, to see how they mesh more than how you mesh with them. That's just how I am. So, Telekinesis... Um, while it's not my favorite, it's very high up there. Maybe top 10. Um, yeah. That track is just phenomenal. And SZA comes out of nowhere, which is another reason why I really enjoy how Travis Scott didn't list any features for this album. Because the way that these artists come out of nowhere and how it just fits seamlessly into the track. Like I said, Travis Scott, at this point, his discography is uh, one of the greatest ever. And at this point, you can just call him a musical genius, which is why I think a lot of people are in this stuff off the you know how you say off the court out of the studio slide with uh travis scott anyways uh till further notice featuring 21 savage and james blake that's kind of what i was uh referring to when i started off this review like uh where will you go now now that you're done with me like where will you go now that you're done with me that's a that's an interesting phrase coming from travis scott on an outro because it's kind of letting fans know I'm one of the best musicians y'all got. And so, if y'all want to go somewhere, because I don't know how to act in concerts, and I don't know how to act as a human being, then y'all let me know, because you ain't going to find nobody like me. And that's kind of what I got from this last track, is that he was repeating, because he repeated this over and over again. And I don't think it was like in a, oh, the, the album's over. I think it was like more of a... um a bird's eye view of the landscape of music like you i don't know personally i've never heard a production this sonically amazing since probably astroworld and donda and metro uh but it's very few like there's a lot of music that drops in hip-hop so i'm when i'm naming these albums these are like the top of the top but as far as the top like the cream of the crop I think it's probably Kanye and, and Travis as far as albums that sonically, consistently, they're just different. So, because he says it over and over, where will you go now, now that you're done with me? And they say it over and over. And then this is very interesting. You should be done with me. I don't blame you. You should be done. I think that's very interesting because of the whole Astro World situation and everything. I know a lot of people are probably like, they're probably not even talking about that. I'd be hard pressed to think that an outro is not talking about the Astro World situation when they're literally saying, Where will you go now that you're done with me? Like, it's like saying, I don't blame you is interesting because who would blame somebody for not being a fan of an artist after the history comes out of them inciting riots leading up to the whole Astro World disaster? Like, you know, so I feel like this whole intro is introspective for Travis, and I'm interested 
um, that he even included it. Of course, if you ask him, he's probably going to be like, ah, oh, you know, I just put that. Like, Travis Scott, I don't think, could ever just straight up admit fault for the actual situation because he's being sued left and right. But in a, in a in about way, he can come out and say he was sorry. So, um, but he could have definitely gave more conviction than he did in his last, uh, the last time he actually apologized for Astroworld, which was like only one time, like as far as live face, um, well, as far as like a video of his face, it was like one time he had his hand over his face, looked like he didn't want to be there. He was like, yeah, man, I can't believe that situation happened. And then that was it. Like what? Like what type of apology is that? So yeah, I was really, uh, I'm still upset over the, the, his handling of the situation. But anyways, seems like a lot of fans aren't because you see the you see the sales getting back into the uh, you know pulling this full circle. You see the sales right here. Analytic Dreams video, shameless plug on Spotify. You see the streams right here, 245,000 to 275,000 first week. Um, Including bundles, uh, extra two hundred thousand. So he's probably gonna do around five hundred thousand first week, including bundles. Uh, without bundles, he may do around three hundred thousand. So it's interesting, interesting indeed. How people forget. What else do I want to get into? That was basically it. So my top five. Let me just get my top five now that I've reviewed the whole track list. So one, I would say my favorite track is the one with Beyonce. So I would say Del Resto Echoes. That's my favorite track. My second favorite track will have to be Meltdown featuring Drake. My third favorite track will have to be probably K-pop. My fourth favorite track will be, let me see. Probably Schizo with Young Thug. And then my fifth favorite track. Hmm. Probably I Know with a question mark. So out of that top five, only what one of those tracks was a solo track from Travis, which I condemn, no, not condemn. I don't put producers on my top projects of 2023, so you won't see any Metro on my top five albums, but you will see them in the top 10 songs. But the reason I do that is because it's so easy to pull artists together and just have them give their best, best performance. But because of the production being so leaps and bounds ab above any production I've heard from any other hip hop album in the past, no, because Donda did pretty well. But since Donda, no album has even come close production wise, even Drake, like, Drake's not really about the huge left field experimentation, experimental production. He's more just about hard beats and lyricism. That's it. So production wise, never heard like nothing like this since Donda. And that let me excuse most of the features because technically he has solo tracks on here. Cause that's another thing why I don't put producer projects on my top five list is cause you're not rapping. You letting other people do the work for you, which I guess, you know, a lot of producers would condemn that phrasing because they do a lot of work behind the scenes with the beat. But at the end of the day, I want to judge artists based on what they're producing as far as lyrics and production for Travis Scott. 
he does both on a master class level like i think there's a reason why he's still around and people haven't given up on him because this man music wise is just out of this world it's just personally he has a lot and a lot of things to clear up and um let's see if he does because i honestly think he does not care he put out a music video accompanying this album basically saying i know y'all want me to talk about the Astro World situation but i want to talk about something else and then literally just switched to whatever the, mu the movie was about i'm like oh this man don't care like he don't care don't care like he just blatantly don't care so interesting to see how people receive that compared to how gunna is treated in hip-hop being that he quote-unquote snitched on young thug he can't seem to get no a-list features and producers because a lot of people are boycotting him because of young thug or the allegiance to young thug but the whole travis scott astroworld situation can happen and nobody even bats an eye beyonce drake the weekend on here twice 21 savage on here twice James Blake on here like nobody nobody cares so interesting anyways after my Travis Scott Utopia review click my link tree in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about my review as a whole what do you think I would have touched on as far as uh, the album or just extra information and also if you've listened to the album what is your favorite track Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.